Attention, everyone on Earth. Get in your nearest plane and fly to one of a few cities to see us for SYSK Live, the live show. Yes, an all-new live show, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we are sold out in San Diego, San Francisco, and Austin, Texas. That's right. But you can still get tickets in uh, Dallas, Atlanta, Birmingham, and New Orleans. That's right. And uh, also, I... This is Chuck, by the way. That's Chuck. Uh, I will be appearing on... Uh, Noon, January 16th in San Francisco mm-hmm. at the Eureka Theater as part of Sketchfest on the amazing JV Club podcast. Yes. From uh, the amazing Janet Varney. Yes, part of the Nerdist Network. Yeah, and I think I'm going to be revealing like all kinds of uh, childhood and teenage truths. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So if you want to know more about what I was like as a teen, uh, January 16th at noon at the Eureka Theater is where to do it, and you can get those. Uh, just go to the SF Sketchfest site yeah. and navigate to that date, and you can get tickets there. Right on. But otherwise, we will see you on our Warmer Climbs Winter Tour. Yeah, and go check out SYSKLive.com for uh, any ticket info, and all of that is brought to you by Squarespace. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Jerry's over there, totally throwing us off with some new As you Hocus should. Pocus yeah. 2016 head stuff. What? Yeah. Yeah. She's messing with it. Uh, so we, you guys don't know this because through the power of the magic of editing and publishing, and publishing, you think we've just never been gone from right. the office? Yeah. But we've been gone. I have no idea what episodes we released. I've been so out of it. Yeah, I took uh, six weeks of paternity leave. Woo, and I did by proxy. And you did by proxy. Yeah. Uh, so we've been gone from the studio for a while, and just wanted to say it's glad to be back, buddy. Yeah, it is nice to be back, buddy. And, uh, it's good to see you again. It's yeah. been a long time. I lo- what's happened in the, in the meantime? I lost another tooth. Yeah. My stupid front... The, the tooth next to the one... That, Came out, broke off <laughs> at a Falcons game. Oh, well, there you go. God was cursing you for being at the Falcons game. So I have another stupid flipper and another eight months of... Eight months, really? Yeah, until I get the permanent implant. So again, I'll be out on tour with no tooth. You can't even see it. No, like, you have to part. literally, like, or, pull uh, your gums yeah, back true. or your lips back to your gums. Or if I laugh a lot, which I'm trying to just lead a more somber life. Well, I plan on making you laugh a lot <laughs> on stage, so people might see it then. Uh, what else? You got a dog. Yeah, we got a puppy named Momo. You want to talk about Momo? Momo is very sweet. She's a sweet little Shizu poodle yeah? mixture. How's that going? She's a little fluff ball. Very good. Uh, house trained or? Sharp, yes. Good. Right off the bat, we, um, we crate trained her. And yeah. at first I was like, crates are mean. No, you should put a mean. dog in crate. And th- then I started to read up on it. They and love it's it. It's like, yes, it's like her den. It's her little yeah. room, like her bedroom. In fact, when we took <laughs> away the crate from our youngest dog, Charlie, yeah. because of uh, we needed a, a breakfast nook, um, she was kind of like, dude, you took my room away. Yeah, that was my room. Yeah. We plan to keep her crate around like as long as she wants it. Sure. But just she won't be penned in it. Uh, against her will at certain times until, <laughs> yeah. until she's housebroken, which yeah. I, I mean, she's basically there. It's just, we're, we're like, what are you doing? You're about to pee, you know? Right, right. Um, she doesn't actually have accidents in the house. We're Good. just, you know, staying on top of it. That's great. What else happened? Uh, we had holidays. Yes. 
good Christmas and uh, New Year's, I guess. Yeah, Yumi's birthday. Oh, she yeah, had of her course. birthday. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was just a nice time off. Like, I had this big to-do list. Yeah. And uh, none of it got done because it was raising too. a puppy replaced that. Yeah. How's your kid? Uh, Ruby's great, man. And I did the same thing. I had a big to-do list and found myself just kind of being like, oh, could you do this? Or I could just, like, play with my kid. Right. Or watch uh, Making a Murderer. Yeah, I did watch all that, sure, did you? Same here. Yeah. In like a day. We'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, we probably shouldn't talk about it. People want us to do a podcast on that. I know. Like a follow-up. Maybe. It's not as bad as the requests to do a podcast on the uh, the case that Serial covered. I'm like, I think Serial got no, that one covered. I'm not get, no, no, of Definitely course not. not. I could maybe do a follow up on making of a murder. I think we should revisit um, exonerations and the Innocence Project again because when yeah. we did that one, we had no idea what was going on, and now yeah. it's really like it's really coming through. True. So yes, let's do that. What else? Oh, I've been playing a lot of. Uh, I got a PS4. Oh yeah, I've been playing Fallout Four with the dog. In their dog I companion. Did, well, you can have a dog companion, so of course I chose it. Okay, but it's really awful because the dog gets hurt a lot <laughs> and like struggles around, whimpering <laughs> oh, and bleeding. Do you have to put it out of its misery ever. Well, no, you can heal the dog, but I, I went to message boards and everyone's like, "Don't heal your dog. Like, just trust me, it'll heal itself. Don't waste your medicine." Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sure you waste your medicine every time, don't you? Well, it, yeah, it's tough to hear the fake <laughs> sure dog whimper. Yeah, and it's like, I'll be okay. Yeah. Don't mind me. Dog meat, that's his name. <laughs> so that's a that was a big time off yes, that we just covered. That it was. was. Nice, and that's all that happened. Jerry, how about you? That was great, Jerry. <laughs> I'm glad you had a nice time as well. Jerry... Also had a nice break with her little baby Inez. She told us this yes. through a series of blinks. She did. That we've worked out over the years. Yep. Nice job. All right. So sorry about the long intro, but I, it, I felt like we needed to catch everyone up, even though you didn't know that you needed it. Right. And maybe it has something to do with caffeine. Because we did such a good job when we recorded those ones that we released over the break of predicting things we would be talking about at the True. time. Yeah. Who could tell? Exactly. So I'm a little caffeinated right now, believe it or not. What a shock. Um, I don't drink nearly as much coffee as I used to. Yeah. It's because I really realized, like, it really does have a detrimental effect on, like, my mood. Oh, really? Say in the car. Car's a really good oh, sure. example of me and caffeine. You're a little ramped up in the car anyway, so that probably didn't help. Right. Well, I'm working on that. Yeah. But part of working on that is just, you know... Not drinking as much coffee. Yeah, uh, I think a, a good title for this could be Mixed Messages because yeah. uh, in studying caffeine, and we did one on coffee, so right. we, we dabbled in this a little bit, but um, all the research is, you know, caffeine it can be really good for you and help a lot of things, and caffeine can be kind of bad for you, and right. it's kind of both, or can be both. It sure seems like that, unless we have like a completely misunderstood um, model of addiction. Yeah. And um, the parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. Unless we don't know those things. Yeah. Then yeah, coffee is both for sure. The weird thing is, like everybody realizes that coffee, or I'm sorry, caffeine. I think I'm probably going to do that a lot this episode. Yeah. Because they are virtually interchangeable. Sure. But it's not really. No. But caffeine, <laughs> um, it, it it is. It has a lot of really bad effects on you, and a lot of people know that just from having experienced it. You're right. It's the it's the beneficial effects that are so surprising, but yeah. they do seem to, like you say. Agreed. So, Chuck, I drink, today I've had 
five cups of coffee <laughs> and a, mount, a diet Mountain Dew. And it is one forty in the afternoon. Right. What time did you get up? Seven. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 11, 12. Yes, I'm counting on my fingers. About six and a half hours. <laughs> you, six and a half hours, you've had five cups of coffee and a Mountain Dew. Right. And that's cutting back? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's cutting back because I, like, th- this afternoon I won't keep going. Oh, so you stop. This is, this will be my last probably. Really? For the day? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm actually, uh, I'm above average for the United States, and I, I could have guessed that. Yeah. But the, the average for the United States is actually on the wuss end of the spectrum as far as like caffeine consumption goes. Yeah. I look, the latest information I got is that the, the U.S. was 16th in the world in per capita consumption. Yeah. Not even 10th or 9th or any, anywhere above 10th. <laughs> no. No. 16th. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know who leads the world, uh, right now, it, I think it's the Netherlands is what I found. I found Finland. Oh, really? Uh-huh. From 2013? That was the most recent I saw. Well, the most recent I saw said the Netherlands at 2.4 with Finland at 1.8. But, really? Um, that is not what I saw. Really? Yeah. Where were the Netherlands on your list? I don't remember. I just saw the, that Finland was number one at like 2.4. Oh, wow. And um, like 9.6 kilograms of coffee beans per person per year consumed. Well, I bet the top ten is kind of interchangeable and fairly static though sure as in the sameish countries yeah in different orders yeah because i mean coffee consumption patterns i, I guess they could change fairly rapidly but they don't change yeah. in the blink of an eye well think about how much starbucks changed coffee consumption in this country did it when, ramp it up oh yeah like think about how many people now swing by starbucks at like 3 p.m whereas before they may not even have drank coffee yeah don't starbucks- you mean charbucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. I actually have no skin in the game. Is, I like is it, Starbucks. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. Well, you know me. I don't drink uh, caffeine that much. No, I know. Um, You're very mellow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to think I should drink more coffee, though. Why? Because of the health benefits. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, we'll see. We'll get into all that. But in the top ten, you have uh, Netherlands, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, Germany. Scandinavia loves their coffee, apparently. Yeah, this is Slovakia, Serbia. Czech Republic, Poland, Norway, yeah, then eventually the U.S. Cold countries, not bad. Uh, although Brazil loves its coffee as well, I think they're like number ten or eleven or something like that. Good coffee. I didn't see they weren't even in my top sixteen. So we we had different lists made by two different caffeinated weirdos. <laughs> uh, so the U.S. Um, the FDA and the AMA right now, I think they raised it to 400 milligrams a day <laughs> from 300. Just in is the face right? of changing coffee consumption. Yeah, I think it's now up to 400 milligrams a day, as mm. they said should be like the upper limit of what you should drink and what is cool to drink for your health. <laughs> right. Not by being cool. You could drink 100 cups a day and you'd be super cool. Right. That's why I drink coffee so much. Yeah, exactly. I want to be cool. And so, so what is that? 400 milligrams a day. That's about two eight-ounce cups of coffee. Four hundred is yes, uh, like high 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 octane, right? Coffee, sure. um, but yeah, it's no more than maybe three. Well, and that's caffeine though. That's not coffee, right? So you might also be drinking sodas or eating chocolate, sure, uh, or eating on a cocoa nib. That's packed with caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, it does show up in all sorts of surprising places. Um, 
including, I looked this up, decaf coffee as well, we should say. Yeah. It's still got some caffeine in there, right? Yeah. So like a, a, a cup of coffee, eight ounces of coffee can have anywhere from like 75 to 200-ish milligrams of caffeine in it. Okay. Decaf coffee still might have like 20 milligrams. Wow. And I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but if you're pounding decaf coffee because you love coffee, but you're right. trying to cut back on caffeine, stuff can add up. Interesting. Yeah. I knew there was some caffeine, but maybe that's not, is that negligible? Uh, I, 20 itself, just if you yeah. drink one decaffeinated cup of coffee a day, uh, yes. Okay. I think on the overall effects of your health, it would be negligible. But both ways, because again, the coffee giveth and the coffee taketh away. Yeah, sure it's does. It's a double-edged drug. Yeah, and it is, uh, it is a drug and it's also in tea, which we'll get to as mm-hmm. well. Um, but, yeah, it's a drug. It's, uh, it naturally occurs like many drugs. Uh, but it is a stimulant called, uh, trimethylxanthine. Nice job. Uh, chemical formula CH, uh, C8. sorry, C8H10N402. <laughs> Not zero two. I think there's a 10 in there. What did I say? One zero? Yeah. Which Instead I mean, 10? you know, if you're on a CB <laughs> or something, they get the point. Oh man. Used, this, this podcasting is as close to CB chatter as, as you can come. Um, I, quick segue here. Uh, I used to love talking on the CB because my dad had one in his Jeep. Oh yeah. And remember when CB culture was huge. Yeah. In the seventies. Sure. My buddy John Pendel now is a trucker. Hmm. You met John. Where? In, at our New York shows, tall Johnny Pendel. Uh huh. Uh, he's a trucker now. Okay. And I got to hang out and get in his truck. Uh, and he does not use a CB, and he said that he might get one, but it's not like the standard thing anymore. What is now? Texting? No, just cell phones. I mean, he said if you really want to be a part of that big trucker culture, you can yeah. do the CB still. Well, you can just be a lone wolf? He's a lone wolf. Gotcha. Right now he is. He needs one of those um jackets like Lenny and Squiggy used to wear. Yeah, it was fascinating, though. We need to do an episode on trucking, because when I saw him, all I did was ask questions, basically. Yeah. It's fascinating. Does he have his own rig? No, he that, doesn't own that it. That means truck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, hey to Johnny, and he listens to the podcast now, so. Hey, Johnny. Cause, uh, yeah, you don't need a CB if you listen to stuff you should know. No, we are your we'll CB. We'll keep you company. All right, so anyway, caffeine. He does drink a lot of caffeine. I think <laughs> I that's where imagine. I was going with that. Yeah, but that, that really had nothing to do with it. I brought up CBs because he said H10. Why don't we take a break? <laughs> And get our sea legs back. Yeah. Our pee legs. We're a little rusty. And um, pee is in podcast, mm. not urine. I thought you meant urine. Oh, man. Thought you right. meant, oh, hey, I'll tell you something about this break. I learned that there's something called m- mixturition syncope. And mixturition is, a lot of people think it means 2P. No. Urination is 2P. Okay. Mixturition is the urge to pee. Okay. Syncope is a fainting spell. So there's a condition out there called mixturition syncope where people faint after they pee. Wow. There's also one called defecation syncope where people faint after they poop. They have no idea. I think Elvis had the most severe case of that. (laughs) All right. Well, don't let that happen to you during this break, and we will be back right after this.
we got it together? So that was like a half a second. Are we good? Yeah, I guess so. All right. We're going to give it another stab here. So, caffeine, I think that's what we were talking about. It's a drug, and in its pure form, Chuck, yeah. it is a bitter, bitter-tasting crystalline powder. That's right. It's actually very closely related, at least in its effects, to um, opi- opioid antagonists like heroin. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. Caffeine. Yeah. Um, and w- I will talk a little more about the, the brain, the effects on the brain, but it is, um, it does have these effects and, and it does basically this, it uses the same mechanism as these drugs and therefore it can cause addictions just like these drugs as well. Yeah. And, um, like I said, it occurs naturally. It's in uh, the coffee bean and in chocolate and tea. Um, but it's also added, uh, artificially in things like soda. Um, and I looked up the sodas to get the most recent um, amount, and Pepsi One right now I think has the most caffeine. Man, do you remember Jolt and Vault? Yeah. I used to drink a ton of Vault. I'm sure you did. I, I, well, I would drink one right before the podcast, remember? And yeah. then I'd just be like talking a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. The good old days. I've settled down quite a bit. You have. I'm happier for it. Uh, Pepsi One at 57 milligrams. Tab is number two at 48. Diet Coke 46, uh, you will work your way down to regular old Coca-Cola at 33 milligrams per 12-ounce can. Um, and the FDA regulates how much caffeine you can put in a soda. A soda. A soda. That's the key. That's right. If you were an energy drink, um, like Red Bull or uh, any of those other gross-tasting things, yeah, I don't like them personally, but people love them. I just don't like the taste, but... Um, that's the workaround for the FDA because they're not considered sodas. They can put lots of caffeine and sugar <laughs> right. uh, to the tune of about 80 milligrams per um, 8.3 ounces Which you're like, in the okay, case of Red Bull. That's a lot of caffeine. It does seem like a lot, but some people love to take it even further. And there's like those five-hour energy shots. Oh, yeah. I have had those before. Those are two. I have not tried it before. I don't know why. I think I was doing construction work and I was really tired. Uh-huh. And I was at the big box store and it was right there at checkout. I was like, oh, let me try this thing. Yeah. And it, it, it ramped me up. I felt like a speedhead. So in the, in that little two ounce shot, there's 200 milligrams Whoa. of, of caffeine. No wonder. Uh, like a high end amount in a, a coffee in that little two ounce shot. Okay. And I think those are the, like coffee has the most of any beverage. I think espresso ounce for ounce has the most. Well, I mean from the coffee bean at least or espresso bean. Oh yeah. Not like uh an artificial drink is what I meant. Yeah. We we got an espresso maker and uh oh, it yeah? has some pronounced effects. It's crazy how really? different it is from coffee. Yeah, I like uh, an espresso every now and then. Sure. And I like my coffee every now and then. Yeah. But just every now and then. If you want the health benefits, though, and you're like, I don't drink that much coffee, you should just be injecting pure caffeine, Chuck. <laughs> Can you do that? They do it to mice. Yeah, that's a good point. As we'll see later on. Um, True. Uh, I should probably, again, it's been several weeks since we've done this. I need to probably throw out a disclaimer there. That was a joke. Right. Don't inject caffeine into no, your bloodstream. If you can even get your hands on pure caffeine. Yeah. Do not inject it. You probably shouldn't inject anything, let alone the pure form of anything, <laughs> because even too much water can kill you. Always remember that, everybody. Even too much water can kill you. Uh, and I did look into caffeine overdoses because I was curious, and it doesn't happen much because you'd have to drink so much of something yeah. that it makes it unlikely. 
But there have been overdoses blamed on caffeine pills. Like, okay, what's the milligram amount? What's the dosage amount that it got? Oh, I can't remember. This one kid died in Connecticut, like a 19-year-old that I think he had like a dozen or two dozen caffeine pills. Wow. Um, and it's the, I think the deal with caffeine pills, it's concentrated and it hits you all at once. Yeah. So taking a lot of it is just like overdosing on any kind of sure. stimulant, I think. Yeah. It's a stimulant. Yeah. It does some weird stuff to you. Including killing you. And like you said, Chuggers, um, we already talked about coffee in the coffee episode, right? Yes. But it, some of it bears repeating. Like, um, the lighter the roast, the higher the caffeine content typically. Because the roasting process actually bakes out a lot of the caffeine. I thought you were going to make up a clever rhyme, like the lighter the roast, the darker the toast or something. No, that's that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. The rhyme's got to at least make sense, or else it's yeah. just rhyming words. Yeah. How about, how about uh, the lighter the roast, more caffeine than most? <laughs> <laughs> how about that? That's great. That actually makes sense. And so if you want to extract the most caffeine out of your diet... yeah. I actually came across a website called Bulletproof Exec. You know that Bulletproof Coffee thing? Where no. you put like butter in your coffee? No. It's, a, it's like a diet thing. Um, I think it aids in pooping and- Butter in your coffee? Yeah, butter in your coffee. It's called delicious. Bulletproof. It's actually not bad. Yeah. If you like that though, take it one step further and use um, coconut oil. Oh, okay. That's even better. Cause it's got a little, it's like an Almond Joy creamer. Ooh, wow. But like an oily version of it. Yeah. Anyway- the, this bulletproof exec, they had a post about maximizing your caffeine intake so you can suck it to your underlings throughout the day or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Most efficiently, right? And, um, one of the things that they said is that grapefruit, you should eat more grapefruit because grapefruit contains something called, um, narragin or narragin. Um, and it actually slows the removal of caffeine from your brain. Okay. So you enjoy its effects longer. Nice. Yeah. So a morning breakfast in the 1950s of coffee and a great half a grapefruit. Yeah. That's all you needed. Yeah. And then your noon cocaine bump. <laughs> right. <laughs> just to keep you going. Just from drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um if you also if you want to maximize your caffeine intake from coffee, you should look at the beans you're drinking. So arabica, which yeah. is I think the most prevalent coffee, um has it's 1.5% caffeine, but robusta, ooh, 2.4%. That is robusta. As far as I know, that's the highest caffeine content naturally of any coffee bean. So a light roast robusta is going to basically with your grapefruit. Yeah, you it's, it'll be like getting kicked in the chest by a mule. Wow! <laughs> and is, doesn't that sound appealing? That's what every bulletproof exec wants. Wow! Shows you how to be a more efficient robber baron. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get down to this, man. Uh, how how does caffeine actually affect your brain? Because it does affect your brain. The whole point behind taking coffee and stuff like that is, as the guy who wrote this article, oh, the three guys who wrote this article, including you. Yeah, I did a little update out, on this. I forgot. Um, it's it's t- using caffeine. It's a form of self medication. Of course, that's why most people drink it. I think to get that boost in the morning. Sure. Um, or and, in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, and I'm sure people love the taste and stuff. It's not like they're holding their nose and forcing this drink down their throat. Well, that's what like five-hour energy is for. Those don't taste very good. Do they not? I've never tasted one. I've always wondered, but I've never wanted to experience its effects so badly that yeah. I, I tasted it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's like uh, just that synthetic fruit taste. Does it taste like medicinal at all? Yeah, it just tastes, yeah, it's just not good. Huh. 
in my opinion. Well, it's just two ounces. You get it over with real quick, right? Yeah, you just sock it down and yeah. like you're done. <laughs> and then punch a wall. <laughs> uh, so how does it work on the brain? It tricks your brain, actually, uh, by mimicking something called adenosine. Um, and it's, it's kind of remarkable, actually, because what it does is it mimics adenosine and then does the opposite yeah. of what adenosine does, which is to try and help you sleep. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you, know, you have a sleep-wake cycle, right? Yeah. Part of the sleep cycle is adenosine um, latching on to the adenosine receptors on your neurons. Makes and they're sleepy. Yeah, it does make you sleepy because it slows the 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 function of your neurons down. It's a it's a big buzzkill, basically. It's a drag. Adenosine is well, it's great. It is. Sleep. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's, it, it helps make you sleepy. And what caffeine does is it gets in there to the same receptor. It binds to the same receptor as adenosine. Um, it's because your brain thinks it's adenosine. Yeah, it puts on its adenosine costume, basically. Pretty much, which consists of like a sparkly one-piece <laughs> jumpsuit. It's a onesie. Um, and it it not only doesn't slow your neurons down, it apparently speeds them up. Yes. So... Your brain starts going haywire. That's part one of what caffeine does to your brain. It not only doesn't slow your brain down, it prevents the thing that does slow your brain down from slowing your brain down, and it actually speeds your brain up. Yeah. Haywire. And not only that, but adenosine, um, usually, well, not usually, adenosine always causes your blood vessels to dilate, and caffeine causes them to constrict, uh, which sounds bad, but uh, one of the pluses, and we'll get into the benefits, but one of them is um, constricting. It can it maybe help you avoid headaches and yeah. migraines, and that's why caffeine is in things like anison or uh, uh, my my old reliable BC or goodies headache powders that I use. Yeah, uh, contain caffeine. Yeah, that's my like secret hangover helper. BC powder, BC or goodies. It or just acts fast. Bloody Marys. They work really well too. Well, both together. A little, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> no. Yeah, so caffeine is a vasoconstrictor, right? That's right. It, it, it constricts your blood vessels. And like you said, that can actually help your headaches because a lot of headaches, vascular headaches, I guess is what they're called, are when your blood vessels are too big and the change in pressure in your brain gives you this horrible headache. Right. So while this is happening, your body thinks these neurons are firing your pituitary gland says, you must be in trouble yeah. because you're supposed to be going to sleep, buddy. Yeah, something, there's clearly a bear coming at you yeah. that I don't know about. Something's wrong. So let's send you some adrenaline. Uh, we've talked ad nauseum about fight or flight, and your body thinks that's what's going on when you drink coffee so or caffeine. Right. And so it says, here, you need this adrenaline because, like you said, you got a bear coming your way. Right. Uh, and all the hallmarks of fight or flight kick in. Which, man, this used to be like... Our go-to. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just such an accepted part of everything. <laughs> That's right. Do we even need to say the things anymore? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So your pupils dilate. Yeah. Your breathing um, uh, becomes more rapid. You get more breaths. Um, if you're eating something, you stop digesting it because your stomach doesn't matter at that point. That's right. Superfluous. Um, your blood pressure rises. Your liver releases sugar in the bloodstream so you can get some extra energy. Yeah. You're ready to go, basically. It's like time for some action. Yeah, and that's why you drink that cup of coffee. You might feel tense like you in the car. Yes. Or agitated. Right. Uh, it's because your body thinks you're about to be in a big fight with the car next to you. Yeah. Which ends up, it's a, this weird reverse cycle. 
it ends up causing that fight. Yeah. You know and what I'm you, saying? You'll also find if you drink a lot of coffee, like me, there, a big knot develops in between your shoulder blades just, <laughs> just below your neck. Nice. Um, it, it's just a, yet another result of your muscles tightening and you being ready for action thanks to the fight or flight syndrome. So your brain has been kept from getting drowsy. Yeah. Uh, it's been sent into basically like a Lucy-esque assembly line of chocolates. Yeah. Um, the, the fight or flight syndrome is kicked in. That, that describes like a significant amount of the effects of coffee, but there's a big one that's missing still that we haven't touched on. And that is its pleasurable effects. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Cause it's a stimulant and it's a drug. And just like all the other uh, illicit illegal drugs, this mm-hmm. one is just accepted, but it has the same effect. It's going to release dopamine and that's the, the pleasure center activation center. <laughs> right. And it makes you want more of it. And so that dopamine's flowing and your body's like, man, this is great. Yeah. So it doesn't actually, it, it's like heroin and cocaine. It doesn't actually make you overproduce dopamine, but it keeps dopamine from being absorbed as quickly. So right. you get its effects longer and more than you would if you weren't under the influence of the drug, just like heroin, just like cocaine. Caffeine, again, it uses the exact same mechanism. It's just to a weaker degree. Which is why, yeah. like, again, people aren't shooting caffeine. Right. Which and this is a bad idea. <laughs> this, uh, we should point out, varies from person to person, um, the effects of caffeine on the body because it, um, metabolizes differently in everyone. So, right. some people might be like, I don't get jittery at all, or I can go right to sleep yeah. after coffee. Yeah. Other people. I'd like to see those people on an espresso shot of Robusta. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet they wouldn't be singing the same song. Um, other folks, I used to wait tables, um, and, I would have people come in at like, like lunch and say like, no, 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 I can't. Like their friend would get a cup of coffee after. Yeah. He'd be like, no, 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 I'll be up all night. Yeah. I'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> what? Did you say that too? No, like, I would what just is always, wrong with you? yeah, well, I always think it was a little weird, but like I said, it may keep them up all night. Yeah. That's their own jam. Those people know their bodies. So don't, don't just go with the decaf in that case. So we, there are plenty of, um, Negative effects like keeping you up all night, as well as positive effects with caffeine. And we're going to talk about those right after this. All right, so you've got the one, two, three punch. Um, your body is enjoying the caffeine. It's blocking that adenosine. You're going to feel alert and awake. Right. Uh, it's got that in- adrenaline going, and it's rewarding you with the dopamine. So it's going to make you want to drink coffee. But uh, I mentioned the vicious cycle. It is a bit because after coffee comes the inevitable crash, Right. like any stimulant drug, and you want more of it. Um, to get back up again. So you're going to have that fatigue and maybe even slightly depressed feeling. And then you have a little bit more of that caffeine mm-hmm. and it's going to get you going again. And that's sort of the cycle that you find yourself in, which will eventually, even though you might not think it is, uh, it's going to affect your sleep patterns. Yeah. That, that, that cycle kind of continues on into the next day, right? Yeah. So coffee has a half life of six hours. Caffeine. Caffeine, yeah. I told you. I, I predicted know. this, Chuck. That's all right. Um, caffeine is a half-life of six hours, where if you drink a cup of coffee that has 200 milligrams of caffeine mm-hmm. um, at noon, 
at 6 p.m., you will still have 100 milligrams of caffeine in your system. That's right. So it's like um, at 6, you drank a, a, a Red Bull and a quarter right uh-huh. then, right? Not exactly what you want. And then at midnight, you would have uh, 50 milligrams left, which is like more than a, a Coke. It's like a, a Mountain Dew's worth of uh, caffeine in you. Again, not really what you want. So as the the authors of this article, including you, mm-hmm. point out, you may fall asleep, but that caffeine stimulation is probably going to keep you from getting deep sleep. Yeah. And deep sleep is what you really genuinely need. Yeah. And I think after researching this, reading that sentence, I went, because I think like I like go on basically like that. That that yeah. is how I live my life. Is um, I I don't sleep deeply. Even though I sleep deeply, I don't think I get actual deep sleep. You know what I mean? Right. So then you wake up craving the caffeine again. Exactly, yeah. and that's where that cycle goes on and on, where you just it's really tough to quit it. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, if you are pregnant, uh, there are some studies that suggest. And we should say there have been a lot of caffeine studies. Yeah, this article says like 19,000 since the 60s. I'm sure there's uh, 20,000 by now. You know? Easily. Uh, and they are somewhat conflicting. So we always are going to say like this study suggests because they aren't hard and fast rules. Right. But if you're pregnant, uh, some studies suggest that 300 milligrams or more per day could lead to low birth weight in your uh, little BB. Uh, kids... I read one article, like five experts talk about caffeine in children, and they all said, that's not great for kids. No, kids drink coffee these days. Do they? But, yes, but in the form of like those like coffee drinks that are super sweet and creamy and everything. Oh, man. But they drink, like if walk around a mall, you'll, you'll see like eight-year-olds with like a coffee drink just walking around like it's nothing. I went to the mall the other day for the first time in probably five years. Yeah, how was it? It was awful. Was it? And I hated every minute of it, and I'm not going back. The mall's another place that, it's another thing that puts that, like, knot in yeah. my back. Just too many people in one place. Yeah, it's no good. And with the baby stroller, it's just like, I wanted to put a spoon in my ear. Which mall? Uh, I went to Perimeter. Okay. Um, I mean, there was a, a we got new pillows, so I was like, <laughs> I had to go to the mall to get pillows, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Because you got to put your head on it, even through the plastic case. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I've been pillow shopping. You know what I mean? Times. Yep. Your pillows are great, though. Oh, yeah. If you get a good one. Yeah. I've been on a bad run lately with pillows where I've gotten unless well, two. I've got one. Wasn't very happy with it. Got yeah. a second one to replace it. Not. It's better, but I'm still not quite happy with it. Do you just use one pillow? Uh-huh. Really? One soft pillow. Wow. Yeah. Anything See, else, I'm like, oh, my neck. i got to have one under my head. I gotta have one behind my head, between my head and the headboard. And then one tied to your face? <laughs> no, and then a clutch, you know, to, to hold on to. <laughs> okay. Like to wrap up with. Wow. It's the best. Yeah? Yeah. That's three pillows. Yeah. You sleep with three pillows. Well, Emily and, yeah, six total. Jerry, tell us in blinks how many pillows you sleep with. Three? Three as well. I think you're underpillowed. I guess so. <laughs> I sleep with one-third the pillows you do. Here's a pillow tip, though. If you're buying, just uh, wait for a Macy's one-day sale. Oh, yeah. Because pillows are expensive, good ones. Yes, they are. And 50% but off. But worth it. Goes a lot. Yeah, very much. Get your hands on a good pillow. <laughs> yeah, and Macy's does it twice a year, I think. Maybe Memorial Day and Labor Day are their pillow sale days. Oh, they had one going on uh, after New Year's. I am wrong. There you have it. <laughs>
All right, so we were talking about sleep and the shopping mall where kids were drinking coffee. It all comes together. It does. Um, but all five of the of the experts said your kids shouldn't really be having too much or any caffeine. Right. And they didn't say like because of like the health effects uh like of on the basically it was just like just like sugar. Mm-hmm. You don't want your kids, you know, heart rate increased a lot right. and their blood pressure increased and it's just not going to do yourself any favors as a parent to have a caffeinated child. But I genuinely believe that you can go through experiences like that as a younger kid and it'll make you a keyed up adult, a higher strung adult. Oh, you think? I do. I have come to believe that. That experiences in childhood very prominently shape your your, who you are as an adult. Very much so, I've come to believe that. Yeah, I guess if you're... 13 and drink a lot of coffee and you get anxious. Yeah. You probably be an anxious adult. I believe that. Probably keep drinking coffee. Probably to stave off the anxiety. When did you start drinking coffee? Or did you always drink a lot of soda too? No, I guess it was as a, a more of a grown up. Yeah. For both. Oh, really? Yeah, I drank a lot of Kool Aid as a kid. Yeah. And like the straight up tons of sugar in the right. Kool Aid, Kool Aid. Yeah. Um, but, and I drank like some, some, we called it pop. Oh yeah. Like Fago and Pepsi and stuff up sure. in Toledo. But I, I mean, I, I think it was like as an older person, twenties, thirties, yeah. that gotcha. I started drinking like coffee in earnest and yeah. Cokes. And That's stuff. how it should be, I think. Sure. Um, I definitely didn't drink coffee as a kid. No. That was gross. Yeah. I did too. The taste of it was just really foul, I thought, but I really learned to love the taste of coffee. Yeah. And I enjoy a nice hot cup of coffee on a camping trip or a cold day. Sure. Um, I just never took up the regular habit. And not for any reason other than I just, I don't know, just never grabbed me that Never way. took it up? Yeah. It wasn't like a stand, though, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I'm not going to start drinking caffeine. Yeah. You know? And everybody who drinks coffee can rot. <laughs> no. Because my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law drink more coffee than any humans alive. More than me? And they're both wonderful. Yeah, they're like... Let's brew a pot of coffee, not a cup of coffee. Yeah. And let's just drink it until it's gone, then brew another pot. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I know. But they get a lot done. They're very <laughs> I'm sure they accomplished do. people. They sleep several inches above the bed. One of them's a general in the Marine Corps. That shows you where he is. Yeah. Or actually, that's my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about some health benefits? Right. Uh, there are a lot, believe it or not. They've done a lot of studies... And they found everything from uh, helping uh, out to not develop Parkinson's disease to dropping your risk of uh, various cancers. Yep. Um, cirrhosis. How about this? Two cups a day supposedly will cause an 80% drop in the odds of developing cirrhosis. That's amazing. Yeah. That's. Uh, I drink a little bit, so maybe I should drink coffee. I wonder if that has to do with um, stimulating the fight or flight. Syndrome, where you your liver releases more sugar to 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 give you more energy or something like that. Maybe. But what's weird then is so that would be more sugar in the bloodstream, right? Yeah. Too much sugar in the bloodstream can lead to diabetes, right? Right. Well, coffee actually is shown to reduce your risk of diabetes. Yeah. There was this Harvard study um, that involved 126,000 people over 18 years. They followed their coffee. That is a good study. It's a great study. Uh, unless they fudged the results. But saying they didn't, what they found 
was that people who drink one to three cups of coffee a day are 9% less likely to contract diabetes, right? Yeah. You think it ends there? No. It, it does not. So people who drink six or more cups of coffee per day, if you were a man, your chances of contracting diabetes were reduced by 54%. That's substantial. And for women who drank one, or six or more cups a day, uh, their chances of, of contracting diabetes were 30% of developing diabetes, 30% reduction. I got another one. Four cups a day, uh, 50% less chance of mouth and throat cancer. Uh, and I don't know if it was this Harvard study or another one said it could reduce suicide risk in adults even. Huh. Kind of makes sense, I guess. In one way. Which way? I don't know. I was thinking, I don't know. I take that back. Well, maybe you like run from self-harm even. Maybe. Like you flee or fight. Or if it just, you know, maybe it could battle your depressive systems by picking you up or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's a much I can better explanation than mine. Mine was stupid. <laughs> uh, there's, there's evidence that it prevents cavities actually. Oh, really? Which, yeah, which is kind of surprising because, um, it, that is if you just, if you're doing a study on coffee, um, that's if you don't put anything in your coffee. Yeah. Put like, cream and sugar in. Yeah. You're going to get your cavities on, right? You kind of do both, right? Just depending on your mood. Uh, I typically go toward black. Right. But every now and then you throw a little vanilla creamer in there. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I want a treat. Oh, yeah. Is that your <laughs> special treat? Right. But, uh, caffeine can hurt your teeth in that it causes teeth clenching too. Well, which is one reason I'm losing teeth is I grind my teeth at night. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't drink more coffee. It, it could be, yeah. But like you said, it giveth and it taketh away. Do I want teeth or do I want my liver to hang in there and no diabetes right yeah good point uh alzheimer's uh the uh, bird alzheimer's institute in tampa uh did some uh experimenting on lab mice injecting them with caffeine like you said earlier Mm -hmm. and not only did it protect them against developing alzheimer's but it helped reduce symptoms if they already had it they haven't tried it on humans yet but as it goes with mice many times it goes with humans yeah hopefully yeah we could all be injecting caffeine at some point. That, to me, is also counterintuitive, too, because Alzheimer's disease is potentially a buildup of plaques in your brain. Right. That's the result of not getting enough deep sleep. Because when you sleep, your glial channels expand and your brain is bathed in cerebrospinal oh, yeah. fluid. That makes sense. It cleans out those plaques, right? But yeah. it only happens when you're sleeping very deeply. Um, but if you're not getting very deep sleep with coffee or caffeine, then I would think you'd be... The, uh, there'd be a higher risk of Alzheimer's. It's yeah, befuddling. It is. Uh, and I've also found conflicting studies on memory. Uh, Johns Hopkins says that it's a memory enhancer, but I've seen other uh, studies that say it's... It's a memory dehancer? Yeah. So, opposite. <laughs> again, it's like it's tough to kind of get down to the brass tacks, you know? Yeah. When you have conflicting studies. Um, if you exercise, coffee is your best friend. Caffeine is... Yeah, I've heard of like Olympic athletes that like will shoot espresso right before a race. Yeah, not only does it like give you a jolt of energy and everything, yeah. but apparently it has um, ergogenic properties, which means that it delays fatigue, right? Yeah, and it helps your um, muscles use glycogen, their energy stores, more efficiently too. So it can help you run better. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, as far as cognitive abilities, um, the one study I found from Johns Hopkins Medical School said that while you think it is increasing your cognitive abilities, 
what it's really doing is just taking you back to normal for a short period. That is chilling. Yeah, and then when it wears off, you're actually below. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to think that. I don't want to quit coffee, though. That no. sucks. You've quit smoking. Yeah. You lost weight. Yeah. Keep your coffee. That's another thing, though, I did during this break is put some of that back on. We'll drink coffee and go exercise. All right. Uh, if you want to know more about caffeine, you can uh, type that word into the search bar at How Stuff Works. And don't forget, in this case, the E goes before the I. Mm-hmm. Since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail. Uh, this is from Maddie in Virginia. Uh, hey, guys, I'm a 22-year-old uh, college student at, in Virginia. Uh, I want to start out by saying thank you for the wonderful podcast. It's oh, I me. like this email. This is a good one. Did you see this one? Let me explain, guys, how you've helped me. I'm a sufferer of extreme anxiety and depression. I've had these issues since, uh, to a varying degree since middle school. However, events occurred in my life throughout the past few years that have made them much worse. Got to the point last semester where I'm not, I was not able to go to class, do homework, or play on my sports team. Man. Uh, thankfully, my family, friends, and my school, uh, through, uh, with their help, I was able to work everything out. I'm in a, uh, in a much better place. A very curious person and love learning and acquiring knowledge. This is where you guys come in. Uh, Though I had trouble going to class, I still had that thirst to learn. Um, So whenever I was in a bad place mentally, I would throw in my earbuds, play Stuff You Should Know podcast, and zone out. Uh, During these bad days, the times uh, when I would listen to you guys were some of the only instances where I would smile or laugh. really want to thank you for putting in all the hard work and making a great show. I know that you guys help people not only gain valuable knowledge, but you also improve lives and put smiles on many faces. I don't think you'll read this on the air. Psych! (laughs) <laughs> and I don't even know if you all will even receive this email. Yeah. Double psych. Uh, but if you do, and it's read on the podcast, I just want everyone listening to know, if you're going through a tough time and are struggling, things will get better. There are always people who care about you and who will help you. Nice. Uh, that warms our cockles. Yep. My friend. And uh, hang in there. What a wonderful message. Those sound like trite things to say. You know, like... Yeah, unless you're going through some... Time heals times. wounds and it's darkest before the dawn. But yeah. they they're... Trite and true for a reason, because they are what? Trite and true. I think you just tried and true. Yeah, but I think you just <laughs> improved the phrase. Did I? Yeah, but they're not trite. They're true things. Hang in there, people. That's right. That's my message. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. You can tweet to us at sysk podcast. You can join us on facebook.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web. The luxurious stuff you should know.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. <laughs> <laughs>